0: This episode is brought to you by the NHL on TNT. When it comes to hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs are built different. Experience the intensity and insanity on the ice and off it, starting May 5th on TNT and TBS. Get ready for seven game rounds of knockdowns, dragouts, pressure, and agony as teams go head to head without ever letting up. The Stanley Cup playoffs are known for more than just a few cracked ribs and black eyes. Pushing through pain is the name of the game. With so much edge-of-your-seat action, you'll refuse to shave or change your sweater. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ready to feel the rush? Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs beginning May 5th on TNT and TBS. This episode is brought to you by Simple Mobile. Tired of being tied down with a wireless contract? Switch to Simple Mobile and stay connected on a powerful nationwide 5G network. Unlimited talk, text, and data starts at $30 a month with no contracts, activation fees, or credit checks. Visit simplemobile.com today. Out with the old, in with the simple. Compatible 5G-capable device and SIM require. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. One month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at simplemobile.com.
1: Good morning, H holes. <laughs> um, well, uh, we gotta talk about that one. <laughs> that's a way to start us off, I guess. <laughs> uh,
0: well, welcome. That's what we're gonna start referring to them as H holes, H holes, H holes,
1: honey holes, honey holes. I don't think that's what we should call our audience, okay. personally. <laughs> well. I appreciate you discussing it with <laughs> us before the podcast
2: started, though. <laughs> <laughs> eh, you know, you, you got to, I guess you gotta throw things out there, right? Well, yeah, maybe I just want to see how it felt. <laughs> did it well, stick? <laughs> for what of it, it is. Yeah.
1: Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we get like unwavering support from our audience, and that's what they want to be right. known as.
0: They want the HL Crew. Yeah. Message us on Instagram. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you want to be referred to as? Speaking HLs? of <laughs>
1: messages on Instagram, did you guys see what I sent y'all that someone sent us today? The uh, referring back to our podcast last week that was May the fourth, and we talked about Anakin killing younglings. Someone, <laughs> one of our listeners, sent us a meme of Anakin killing younglings. <laughs> That's like full circle it
3: sparked a
0: full blown conversation. <laughs> yeah, very that w- I did not have time for, <laughs> but still took time to do it. <laughs>
1: uh well guys welcome to the podcast we're glad you're here we hang out today in the rain in the rain uh talk about hunting fishing and outdoors and uh we have our og crew tonight will you guys introduce yourselves i'm cliff i'm zach i'm landon and that's Ian. And I'm Ian. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we got some fun stories this week. So. We could
0: have done an ASMR episode where we just let it rain for the full hour and a for half. For that full hour and a half. Yeah. People could put it on and go to sleep. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> this is the nighttime. <laughs> good evening, Honey <laughs> The whole episode is going to be in whispers. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you're sleeping
3: good tonight.
1: <laughs> um, well,. Man, have you guys done any fun any fun things this week? Actually, let's go right into whiskey so we can start drinking. Okay. So what do we have good. tonight, Zach?
2: Tonight, we are drinking the Balcones Mirador. It is uh it's not a bourbon, right? It is uh just their Texas single malt whiskey. It is a little bit higher proof, about fifty-three. Uh right. Yeah, fifty-three and a half percent. So what, that's like 107 proof? Mm. Or am I getting those bent backwards?
0: Oh, uh, I... 107.
2: Yeah. I don't know. So Balcones is interesting. They don't make bourbons. They make Texas whiskey. And so I don't know at what stage they divert from the bourbon making process to call it Texas whiskey. Maybe they don't... Um, they it's d- a little hot. It's
0: it's hot? It's a little hot.
2: Have you tried
1: it yet? No. Nope. So from our app that we've been using, if gas
0: prices keep on going, you could probably burn that in the car. <laughs> <laughs> that is hot. It's hot. Yeah, it's sweet. It's not bad, but it does has a. It's weird.
1: It's sweet. But it's yeah, super hot. Description I got after looking it up on our little app where we're keeping track of all the whiskeys we've tried is this release is another limited edition whiskey released in honor of the 10th anniversary of Balcones Distilling in Waco, Texas. First made available the last weekend of June eighth, twenty eighteen. This single malt is made up of whiskeys aged just under two years to almost five years um, in used casks. Um, oh, okay, available so limited okay. to this to the distillery and state of Texas.
0: Can our listeners see the list that we've done? There's a is there's there a, a way, way I think
1: I can share it, but right I haven't there? figured that out yet. Okay, but yeah, there is an intention of like putting that list out there. Okay. It's hot, yeah. Even with I uh, even with it with on ice, ice. Is, yeah, it is. Cause I like mine on ice. It's not bad. No, I it's like not it.
2: for a hot whiskey. I mean, i I drink, I drink it. So, but funny story about this. Um, we went to Christmas with my in laws, and I brought a bottle of that Rowan's Creek, that great stuff, right? yeah. yeah and I brought it because it was like one of our highest rated ones from last year, and I wanted to share it with my. My father-in-law, he is. Uh, he likes he likes Scotch a lot, but you know, I'm trying to you know get him on the bourbon ways. Um, but <clears throat> I brought some for him to try, and I probably made the mistake of when we were leaving. I was like, oh hey, like do we still have that bottle? I'll take it back with me because like we didn't drink much of it, and he had poured the bottle into his decanter, and so he had like assumed that like I brought the bottle as a gift, but I I didn't bring it new. I brought it like half drunk
0: already you know Mm -hmm. and um so you're either an h-hole for (laughs) bringing them a half-drank bottle of whiskey or you're an h-hole for taking it back
2: so yeah i i I probably Mm -hmm. broke we all broke protocol it was it wasn't good on any any uh any means but um we went and visited them about two weeks ago and he had this bottle here as like sorry for for taking your bottle you know, and when he did it too, like I didn't make it seem like it was a big deal. I was like, you know, this ha- this kind of stuff
1: happens. It's no big deal. You yeah, know? every like, guy just pours a bottle into their decanter. You know, like no big cause, deal. Cause, yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> I have brought him a bottle the previous Christmas as a gift. Mm. And so maybe that's where the, you know, the mixed messaging went across. Well, but he must have liked
1: it if he poured it into the decanter. He
2: loved it. Yeah, yeah. That Rowan's Creek, I, everybody likes when we yeah. try it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so he had this bottle for me whenever we got there, even though I broke protocol by even asking for my bottle back.
1: This one had a uh, user rating, community user rating, of 4.1 out of 5. So
2: this, so far, is probably the highest one we've rated Then mm. out of, since we've got the app.
1: Yeah, and this one doesn't have, like, a professional review like the other ones we've looked at. Cause but that's we, just the user rating. We've
2: been doing, like, in the threes, and then Jack was, like, 2.8 or something mm-hmm. like that. It was low. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, is there a... Um, I'm surprised out of Jack was that low.
0: Like, I think it's... A, There's not. I, did, I don't think I was on that episode mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But uh, I feel like Jack is a good, like, standard. I don't think it's a knockout of the park, yeah. but... But what,
2: like a 2.8? That's Yeah, I
0: think it's under.
2: That's like, almost a 60, so that's almost... Failing. Standard, you know, <laughs> <did> fail it. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, I guess, like, if it was, like, in the ones, maybe, you know...
0: See, I would have given it at least like a
2: I would have seen like three out of five
0: I'd probably done a two five three yeah on the jack, like I just feel like it's middle of the road yeah. nothing to write home about, but
1: it's mm-hmm. it'll get it done. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I don't drink jack, yeah yeah, mm-hmm. no, for sure, so um we got uh some questions, oh, we actually got like one question this week. Someone wanted us to talk about gas prices. Oh, we've been talking about we gas. We were prices. talking about that before we went live. It's ridiculous. It's expensive.
0: Yes, I paid what? I paid 350 this afternoon, so April or May 11th. Um for gas, but I do run premium. Right, right. So that is like well, you're running expensive stuff anyway. Yeah. Um but that is up like almost a full dollar from January even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
2: think I the highest I paid recently was like two seventy. I want to say like two sixty nine.
0: My dad filled up his tank today in Georgia, and he. Everyone I know in Georgia that I've talked to has had to go to at least three gas stations to even find gas because they're just out. Yeah, um, my dad paid like three eighty something for regular. For regular, he doesn't run premium. And he had to go to two different gas stations because they cap you right now at, like, $20. Like, all you can do is $20. And this is all
1: because hackers hacked into the pipeline. I'm not going to say it's all because, but that is
0: the latest, like, news for Mm -hmm. gas prices. I think shutting down the pipeline early in the administration, coming the Dakota Pipeline... Has a little bit to do with it. I think that...
1: Well, uh, we don't have to get into all that. Yeah, I don't
0: want to get into the political side of it. But yes, as of yesterday, I think it was the May 10th uh, story broke that Russian individuals, I'm not going to say the Russian government, I'm not going to say anything like that, but they're coming out of the Crimea area, um, had... Hacked into the colonial pipelines system, or something like that, and is holding it for ransom to unlock it um, and this is the one of the major pipelines in America or United States. It runs from Texas to about New York mm. and it supplies the East Coast with about ninety percent of its fuel.
1: I wonder what their gas prices are at right now I don't know ooh. Um, the other question is: Anyone invest in a Dogecoin? I am actually. <laughs> I am actually as well. Are you guys really? Yes. Yes. What? Yes.
2: Well, I guess it hit lows on Saturday after the SNL episode. So
1: yes, it, how, it did. But I, how much? Are, when did you buy in? Uh, a
0: few weeks ago, I bought in, it's and the reason the big spike. Yeah, just before the big spike, but also before the big crash of it. What did you buy in at? Uh, like point thirty-six of a cent or something. Thirty-six
1: like cents. Uh yes. Yeah, thirty-six
0: cents. Um I had some money in my I use Robinhood mm-hmm. still. I had some leftover money in like my wallet on that and I was like, well I can either just let it sit in this wallet or I can put it into Dogecoin and see what happens because I only had like two dollars in that wallet. Like everything else is accounted for. Oh, so
1: you're two dollars invested?
0: Yes. Into Dogecoin? Yes.
1: What about you? That was super depressing. Two dollars? I got
0: five shares out of it.
1: <laughs> How much did you put in? Uh, I have
0: uh two hundred dollars. In. It's a meme currency. I'm not going to put in a crap ton of That's money. That's where I'm
2: at. Like, if I were to do it, I'd be like, Cliff, I put in like maybe five bucks. Just to say, like, like I'm, yeah, doing, got
0: I'm doing it to ride the wave and see what happens. Hey, you and know if what? nothing
1: happens, I'm out $2. Yeah, I bought in at 15 cents a share. I have been holding. What's it now? Last I checked, and it was higher than it is now, was I had like six. $650? Sure. No, I had, that's what my $200 had turned into. Dang. I mean, so. it, th-
0: there's money to be made on it right now. I don't see it lasting long term. No, no, it's, it's not. And that's why, well, like, I'm that's gonna, what
1: everyone said about Bitcoin, too. The difference between true. Dogecoin and Bitcoin, though, is Bitcoin has a limited number of Bitcoins that can be mined. And Dogecoin is right. literally a joke. Yes. Like, Yes, Yes. but people are accepting it as currency. It was created as a joke, but you can buy things now with Dogecoin. It is. is, Isn't it accepted currency currently? I wouldn't say that it's like something to up your
0: nose at. Like Mm -hmm. if someone has it, I don't think it's stupid to have Dogecoin. No, 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 because obviously
2: it's worth something. You're making money by doing it. But
0: am I going to sink a whole lot of money into it right now? No. Yeah, I could still if I feel like it's a solid inv- investment, I could still turn around and put a hundred bucks into it or whatever I want to, and still be able to cash in pretty well. But the fact that everyone's doing it and Dogecoin can come out with however much it wants, like a printing it, press,
1: it's not however much it wants. I think it's like twenty-seven thousand coins a day is the inflation rate. But so it's only going <clears> to.
2: <throat> Well so but, but,
1: so 27,000 new coin like so bitcoin there's a limited number once right. all of those are mined or whatever they're out there in the open they're they're done so there's really kind of like no who inflation who put the rate. bitcoin out there? Oh I total,
0: did. no idea you did, did. you did it I just oh man no dug around <laughs> playing minecraft when i was 10
1: <laughs> yeah i'm going to wait and see what happens yeah i'm going to hey, i'm going to hold what?
0: it but i'm I'm writing it as I want to see what happens. I'm not using Dogecoin to retire off of.
1: No, I'm not either. I have 200 bucks in. But if I can, hey man, if you can make a couple grand off
2: 200
0: bucks, we're
2: part yeah. too.
1: If I can make a couple hundred bucks right now, I'm sitting doubling my money. Even the after the thing it is
0: like, if you sell it, capital gains tax right now is going to eat you
1: up. Yeah, if you sell within a year. Yeah. So um so yeah, those are our questions. Uh I'll give a Dogecoin update until I uh until so, I sell.
2: There you go. I'm gonna keep uh keep going strong on the baseball card market because that's pretty viable. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you, you can find baseball stuff. cards. Yeah, if you can find baseball cards. Yeah. And then you sell them a dollar a piece. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um so you guys have any like weekend updates?
0: Yeah. Uh So my birthday is coming up, and I'm going hunting with Evan and Ian. And what? We went down, or we went to the ranch and uh, just kind of got everything set up for this coming weekend. So we filled feeders, we bug bombed the uh, tower blinds, and worked around the cabin to get things in order. So, we got everything in kind of good shape. Now, we're just hoping that the rain holds out, which mm. right now it's not, but I'd rather it rain. Is it
2: supposed to be clear this weekend?
0: It says for that area, uh, possible showers. Gotcha. Okay. It has like a 25% chance of rain. Now, are you guys bow or rifle? That's going to depend on the weather. Okay. So, but you, you,
2: you still may rifle hunt depending on the weather. Yes. I think
1: you should bow, hit, bow hunt
0: I'm not no bow bow hunting matter it. the weather. I'm not bow hunting in the rain. Why? Because, A, none of the archery blinds have any sort of cover, so I'm literally sitting in mud you in the rain. You have nice gear, though. Your gear can take it. I don't want to sit in mud. <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't like sitting in mud. Um, also, if it's raining like it is right now, nothing's going to be moving, so you're just wasting your time.
2: However, you could reenact Predator, you know, put
0: some uh, mud on your face and— it's out there in the rain with a bow. It'll yeah, you could, but I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> if it's raining, I will probably choose to rifle hunt and just sit in a tower blind, so I'm draw.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. That's what I would do, too. I would do the same thing, but I'm still going to give you a hard time about it. Okay, at least I'm going to be out there. What are you doing? I I got my brother's bachelor party, and we're going to be having a good time. Let's see how it is. You hate me. I don't want to celebrate my birthday. Uh, You had another story to tell us, though, that you were telling us before we went live and we're waiting Uh, My fun fact that
2: I learned? Oh, the dirty squirty.
1: The dirty squirty. So, yeah, I, I learned, I think it was late last
0: weekend, that diarrhea is technically hereditary. What? Yes, because
2: based on your bacteria in your gut. No, because it runs in your genes. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. oh classic! I was overthinking that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: hey, is Ian there? I think Ian's there. He left.
1: Hey, Ian, did you? Uh, is your rifle ready to go? this weekend no
4: dude i have to take it to a gunsmith because it's just it's old and it's just gonna need some hardware parts and the thing was built like in the 30s so i called a gunsmith and was like listen like this thing's gonna need some work and they were like just bring it in i'm like all right but i did get a new scope which i'm excited nice dude what's up
2: i was gonna ask are they gonna be able to get it going by this weekend
4: no, I'm gonna borrow one okay. for this weekend. Gotcha. I mean, they might, but that'd be
0: fast. So I want to point out, Ian doesn't love me either. He wouldn't let me buy overalls this past weekend. I did see a picture of you in overalls. Yeah, I really you wanted to post bu- it on no, this no, you, yeah, you're in overalls. I really wanted to buy these overalls. Why didn't you buy overalls? Ian said no. Why not? Why did Ian? Dude, I okay. No,
4: I did not say no. We said no, Cliff. Don't wear that. Well, actually, we did say don't wear that as a fashion item. We didn't say don't buy them.
0: No, you said don't buy them. That's what I heard. Now, did they have the, the claspies? Oh order? yeah, they were straight up Liberty overalls. <clears throat> they, Cliff, they okay, nice. let
4: me tell the story. We go to we go to Tractor Supply Company, and Cliff's like, "I'm gonna wear these." And this guy is helping us load up deer corn, and Cliff's like, "I'm just gonna wear these shirtless." around while loading up deer corn. And I he said, said, said while working. Else. He said, I'm going to wear these while working with no shirt. Ooh, <laughs> what so else
0: did you say? You did not buy them yet. And you were wearing them without a shirt? No, I was wearing a shirt at the time. And then when we got back to the truck, I was going to take off my jeans and shirt and just wear overalls. And yeah, and then- he's like, I'm
4: gonna wear these with no shirt and spit tobacco, and like the guy behind him, like overheard and was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like you could, like his face, his face kind of grimaced, and he
0: just looked down and raised his eyebrows, like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> it was so funny. Ian would not let me have fun, so you did not get the overall. I did not.
1: Ian's not your parents or Cynthia. So why no. would you How much
2: were the overalls? 30 bucks. You should have bought the overalls. You should have bought dude. them,
1: Just to have if, them. If we were in a If, if we were there, you, you should have, have called us. Yeah. <laughs> if
2: you were <laughs> th- Yeah, if we were there,
0: you would have overalls right now. I would have straight up worn them. I probably would have turned them into like cutoffs too. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but yes. then you defeat
2: the purpose being able to walk around wherever you want. You can't just go through traps and you get you'd, you'd have cactus more and than just on your butt.
0: You still just Wear your boots and <laughs> cut off overalls. It's hot. You go, there
2: you go. Because it's hot.
0: <laughs> so. But uh, yeah, I still have cactus in my butt
2: from yeah. this weekend. Hey, you know, if you had overalls, it might not.
1: Yeah. No, also, I feel like those are thinner than Fun machines. fact for our listeners you should not wipe with cactus, Cliff. That's true. Take a lesson learned from Cliff. Don't wipe with cactus. Felt bold, man. Felt bold. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> bold move, cotton. <laughs> so, um,. I have a story for you guys regarding buying ammo. Okay. I think, I, Cliff, did I tell you the story already? Yes, you did. So I'm going to use this time to take a small break uh, Okay. myself. So uh, I talked about last week how I bought that rifle. Right. And uh, ammo is really hard to find right now, mm-hmm. especially in the caliber that I chose to purchase. Right. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to buy ammo online. So I go online and I type in 6.5 PRC ammo for sale. Second hit on Google is this store called Honor Ammo Shop. Okay. Go to the website. Looks legit. Knowing, like, even before I had the rifle, I was looking on this website for ammo. Um, But after I purchased, so I had, like, been to this website, like, four or five times before Mm -hmm. I thought about purchasing. After I purchased, I was like, okay, it's about time for me to buy ammo. And they were selling ammo in bulk. So I'd have to buy a 1,000 rounds. Okay. Um, which is way more than I need, but, you'd have but it. it was discounted. Right. And so, and I would have it, and I would probably never have to buy ammo for it again. Right. So um, I finally was like, all right, I'm going to pull the trigger. I go on the website, and I just felt funny about ordering ammo online because I'd never done it before. I was mm. like, this just feels weird. I'm going to call them just to make sure that it's in stock and that it's available, uh-huh. and then I don't have to wait because you know some places are like you place the an order and they're like, yeah, your ammo will be there in six months. Right, right, So I look at the uh, phone number on the website, and it's one 4567 I was like, hmm. Then my like red alert alarm started going off. I was like, this is this is not right. Uh, I just
0: want to point out though that although they're phone number seemed weird. We do legitimately have a lawyer in San Antonio whose phone number is 444
1: 4444 four, 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 four. Davis Law Firm. Um, so... Shout out. Sponsor no, us. No. <laughs> no. Um, I, uh, and I was like, oh, that's weird. There's no way it's that number. So then I went down. I scrolled down to the bottom because people have their address on the bottom, huh? and they had their address. They were like in Colorado or something. And uh, they were also like a gun range. And I was like, oh, it makes sense that, you know, they sell ammo online. They're gun range. Right. Everything's adding up. And I was like, hmm, let me, let me, I copied and pasted their um, address into Google. Uh-huh. And uh, when I did, it brought back a zombie electronics store in uh, Colorado. Uh-huh. So, so it wasn't even, it wasn't even a gun range. Gun range. Okay. Then I was like... Real, my red alert alarm was, like, really going off. And I looked at their email, and it was info at com, The standard, like, email when you create a website yeah. is info at yoursite.com. Right, right, before you actually get the site. Yeah. Man. So uh, I was like, okay, this is too weird. So I was, like, just curious. So I uh, typed in Google, uh, Honor Ammo Shop Scam. And so... Uh, There were some hits that came up, so I was reading, and they were mostly on, like, chat groups um, where, like, people had been scammed out of money from this website. Oh, my gosh. And basically what they're doing is, uh, um, and I'll also tell how I've been made more aware of scams recently. I'll tell that as a follow-up. But basically what they were doing is people were placing orders on the website, not actually, like, putting their credit card information in because you could dispute a charge, if something is not legit so the owners of the website were reaching out to people after they place an order and saying hey if you pay us via paypal then we can process your order faster so people would like direct send them money via paypal and then once they do that their money's gone can't get it back. PayPal can fight for
2: them, but PayPal not Only
1: if they do it non friends and family. And they were requesting it to be done via friends and family. So that way they would get.
2: Oh, because, Without, because, uh, because PayPal, PayPal charges a fee.
1: If you don't yeah. do pay, friends and family. Yeah. And uh, also,
2: they are like, well, you know this person if you do friends and family. Yeah. So there's we're not going to. Like, gonna, you should have known. It, it can't Correct. be fake that way. Yeah. Correct. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But
0: this zombie electronics, what do you think that
1: is? Like, is it? Do you electronics think it's dead that zombies that. No, I think uh, it's an electronics repair store, is what I saw. So, dead electronics that come back to life. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, that's a great
2: name, Zombie Electronics. Hey, if you listen to us, great job. So, sponsor.
1: Also, sponsor. there's this YouTube channel that I've been watching called Pleasant Green lately. Pleasant Green. Pleasant Green. Is that he, like Soylent Green?
2: They're making, they making meals out of people? No. Oh, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it by now, (laughs) don't feel bad.
1: So he, like, exposes scams, basically. Mm. And I've been, like, into his channel lately. And he, like, all these, like, weird scams that pop up. And so, like, in the past couple weeks, I've watched some of his videos because they're super interesting in, like, how people try to get you to fall for scams. And he just makes the videos to bring exposure to people who are likely to fall for scams. Um and like how they like get you to do send money and all that kind of right. stuff, so I wrote up a nice long email to him. It was like this is a scam I found. This is how I found it. Basically laid out everything I sent y'all and sent it to him. And maybe we'll maybe a YouTube video will be made about it. And hey, that's he's, cool. he's almost got a million subscribers. So Dang, that's great. Yeah, he's got a big he has channel.
0: Five hundred oh, 570
1: 567,000. Half a million subscribers. Dang, that's pretty yeah. good sell. Yeah, his videos are entertaining. It's more so than us. You guys check it out. Right, 350 nice. strong, baby. I We're going
0: like to cap it at
1: 340. <laughs> 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 if you're in, you're in. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my... I almost, but not... I didn't almost, but I kind of almost could have been... I, for me... Could have seen myself like placing the order without like doing a little bit more research or like feeling funny about the fact I was buying ammo online. But as soon as someone would have messaged me, hey, will you send me money via PayPal, via friends and family? That would have been a no go. Yeah. It, that's as far as it would have gotten for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, my dad and I, I took my dad fly fishing this weekend for the first time. Yeah. 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 How'd that On the it? It was fun. We floated the Lano, uh, South Lano uh, River. First time fly fish. He picked up pretty good. He uh uh picked up casting pretty well. He's having like issues all day, but ba- like basically like you know, as far as like a lot of times he would talk himself through his issue and resolve it himself. Um so yeah, he he picked it up pretty well. Um, I think he caught we caught like maybe eight fish. He okay. um, said no
2: monsters, but...
1: No monsters, which is kind of crazy. I didn't even, like... I would have expected that we would have had some, like, bass hits that are in, like, the half-pound to pound-and-a-half range, and we didn't even see any, like, all real small fish. He did catch a fat sunfish, um, but... And we never saw any like the real big fish. I usually see like one or two well, a day see, on the line. You won't land them necessarily, but you'll at least see them. A, a big lot of times, won't even hit hook them. They'll come up and look at your fly, and then like kind of meander off. Yeah, and they know what they're doing. But didn't even see any of those guys. Um, I think uh, a, a big part of that too, and like comes with the process of learning, is like out fishing out there. The key is like an inch off the bank, and if you're five inches off the bank there's a big difference of like how many fish and what type of fish you're going to see all day and someone that is just learning how to cast consistently being an inch off the bank is difficult. So um, we also have another sad-ish story. So the first bass, the first fish he caught on the day was like a little bass, like this long, maybe like two inches, about this big. And he pulled it up. Never even grabbed it. Uh, I don't think he grabbed it. I think he just, like, lifted it out of the water. It was hanging from the hook. Did a little flop right into the boat. Uh-huh. And... You stepped on it. No. Uh, that would be sad. Um, oh, it's sad. So, uh, it was... It, it fell on the bottom of the boat, and on my boat, it's got a self-bailing floor, so it's got these holes on it, and there's water in the boat, and it fell in between the crease of the self-bailing and the actual boat. Which is hard to like pull a fish out of. I think you've probably been on my boat before where fish have fallen on the I've boat. I've dropped the boat in there. And it, it and is it's tough. A, it's a tough to get it out. I feel like I've
2: gotten them out every time, but it yes. is tough, yeah.
1: So what ended up happening was we I couldn't find it and we were like hundred percent sure it was on the right side of the boat. Mm-hmm. And there's no way it could have gotten to the left side of it. like it's either on the right or the left side of the boat, basically. Right. And you're like, it's, <sighs> ooh, it's that was a good one. So, it was on the right side of the boat. Wait,
4: hold up, hold up. Was that a sound clip, or was that actual light? That was actual, that was actual thunder. thunder.
1: Yeah, the real deal. And it's still going. So, he was reaching around the bottom, couldn't feel it. I was reaching around the bottom, couldn't feel it. This podcast we... is brought to you by Thor. <laughs> <laughs> so, we ended up, like, shortly, we couldn't find the fish, like, pulled the boat over. I had to fix something on the raft, and basically fixing something on the route is I had to pull a floor out to actually get it to fix. And I was like, well, I'm pulling this floor out. We need to find this fish. Pulling the floor out is going to make it easier to find this fish. Pulled the floor out. And uh, we were like, I was like, I ran my hand down the whole right side of the boat. Never That's felt it. squishy. never squishy. It never, it never flopped um, nothing. And so my thought was really small fish, two inches, I have holes in the bottom of my self-bailing floor about this big. Right. So my thought was that it had made it out through one of the holes because I ran my hand down the whole side of the boat. Yeah, like no fish. Um, and also, if it was, like, in the floor, it would have had water. It wouldn't have been ideal, but um, it would have water in there. So uh, anyway, we're like, oh, hey, great. You know, Mr. Bass is out there living his good life. Well, uh, take the boat home. Next day, I clean out the garage. Then I put the trailer in the garage after I would cleaned it. It smelling McKenna something. It goes into the garage, and it smells horrible. And I, she's like, the garage smells horrible. I can smell it in the pantry. What's going on? And I'm like, I don't know. I just cleaned the garage. And I was like, I don't know what it could be. And then I was like, oh, I know what it could be. <laughs> 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 Let you get it out. Little tear running down my eye. <laughs> I know what it could be. <laughs> well, and the raft was on the trailer, and it was like really hard to actually like reach down there and find it. But the smell was pretty pungent. So what I ended up doing was like deflating the floor yeah. so I could actually see. Then when I deflated the floor, the bass was in the boat. Mm. Did it swim out? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So little, how big was a little two inch? A little two incher.
2: It's just a tiny little. We big, tiny, tiny little. Fish. So unfortunately,
1: we had a casualty.
2: Oh man. Dang. I know. It's tough. Uh, I've dropped a cu- would, I I've dropped one fish one time that I couldn't get back in the boat. Not in, in the boat. No, no, no. It was uh, I was bank fishing and I was like on these rocks. And he flopped and when he did he literally it was a panfish and he went like flat side into the crease and just like whoop. And I could see him flopping in the crease but my hand was too fat to fit down and In get the him. crease of what? Like, were two concrete things that, like, come together. Oh. And they, but they did, they weren't together all the way, and he literally, like, went, like... <laughs> <laughs> got stuck <in> there. <laughs> Like, the only way a flatfish could go into a crease, I was about the width of his body, and he got stuck in there, and I couldn't get my hand down to him.
1: So you didn't stick the tip of your fly rod in there to try to get him or out? Or a
2: stick? I couldn't find a stick.
1: There's always a stick. There. But he was
2: just like that, and he just... I couldn't.
1: There's always a stick unless you need a stick. Have you ever tried to find a stick when you need a it stick? It is. Like
2: whenever you need a rock to weigh something down, and you're like, where are the rocks uh, at? Yeah. I'm outside. Why are there no rocks?
1: Or you're trying to find firewood. It's like, where's all the wood at? Yeah. That happens. It, it's all it, around it. you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah. So, he just – I watched. That was that was probably the worst one because he just flopped in the crease until until he stopped.
1: So, flopping. yeah. We had a casualty on the boat. I so. tend to drop them into a fromba. But – <laughs> <laughs> If at least it was used though, mine wasn't. You know, uh, I did pull a fat wad of fishing line out of the river though. Okay. So, I'm trying to make myself feel better by saying I did something good. You that might have day saved a fish by doing that by pulling a huge wad of fishing line yeah. out of the river.
2: You know, kill one, save one. That's how it goes. But
0: I like to throw my six pack rings. Like the little plastic things uh-huh.
1: yeah, the turtle into the
0: in, into the river. Yeah. Oh no, wow. you do not. <laughs> no, don't, I don't. even. Lie.
2: It's hard to find a real six pack anymore. A six pack ring. Now it's all the little,
1: yeah, plastic ones. Yeah. So I I don't do that. I died a little inside hey, this weekend. There. Um, the river changed a lot though. As you said, like even it like was a pain, like there were some points where it was a pain to move the boat. There was a down tree across the river. And we had to pull the boat around it, and we were in the big boat, and it was heavy. And then there were some, like, other areas where I had to, like, push it over logs. And I was, like, way deep in water, like, pushing it over logs. It was an interesting—it's probably been, like, six months since I've been up there, and it just blew my mind how much the river had changed in that amount of time without really a flood that I know of um in the last six months. Well we've gotten a lot so, of rain. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's my uh stories from the weekend. Um yeah, you guys have anything else before we uh listen to Woodtip? Um no, not for me. Okay. Alright. Wood tip pickle chip.
3: Morning boys. This here Woodtip Pickle Chip giving you another call you know, boys, we're doing pretty good. Doing pretty good here in the south, okay? Uh, starting to warm up a little bit, you know. And, uh, you know, we didn't have any clients, all right, since last time i you know, give you a little call there and got, got the dang on the phone, so let me know. You know, better call the boys, you know, and see how they're doing. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we're giving uh, giving them uh, giving them groceries a little bit of a break. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know what I'm saying. You know, we're out here, lady friend, and I are out here, and uh, you she may sling a little lead at one. You know, we may we may have knocked a couple or two down. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, we still got to eat too. Okay, all right. I mean, their groceries for a reason. All right, no fooling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, anyhow. They're doing good, doing good. You know, I don't remember which uh, which episode it was there. Okay, but uh, uh, y'all was talking about me on the Instagram. You know, people following me on the Instagram. Okay, <laughs> I'll tell you. All right, no fooling, okay? You know, technology in me is probably not really good. You know, we're not good bedfellows, you know what I'm saying? Okay, you know, we just don't really get along all that well, okay? Uh, you know, so, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm a little bit old school, okay? All uh, right, you know what I'm saying? Okay, like, you know, I like, I like things, you know, how they were back in the day, okay? You know, if you want to talk to somebody, you know, you just stop at your house and, you know, visit them. You know good old handshake you know that sort of thing okay you know not all this nonsense going on right now but uh, anyhow uh, yeah so anyways back to the Instagram deal you know I appreciate you boys you know had one of them Yankee fellows uh, set it up for me or you know whatever and uh, but you know thing is is I've done lost my password to that thing so you know I could have me you know 500 million people on there looking at my, you know looking at my pictures okay which by the way, you know my lady friend helps me post those pictures on there, okay? And uh, you know she she likes to ju- You know she's a little bit younger than me, not a lot, but a little bit younger than me. You know she tells me, you know, you need to do it for the gram. I think she one well, of the grandkids told her that something. But uh, anyhow, so, yeah. But uh, I don't have my password. I think I'm pretty sure I wrote it down on one of them uh, blind doors. So I'll have to have me one of them Yankee. Uh, one of them Yankees, when they come down this next season, have to find it for me. So, yeah, I appreciate you boys putting it out there. But until I find that password, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm on the Instagram, all right, but not really because I don't have a password. So, as soon as I find that password, okay, and figure out how to get back in that thing, you know. All right, somebody told me I can't put no dead critters on there or nothing. I'm like, well, where y'all think your groceries come from, okay? All right, no fuck. <laughs> You know, anyhow, that's pretty much it, boys. You know, we'll keep getting after it. We got some things to do, got things to do. So well this here's Woodtip Pickle Chip. And y'all have a good week.
1: And his Instagram handle is at Woodtip Pickle Chip. Wood tip Pickle Chip. Wood tip pickle chip. <clears throat> it's a good Instagram. I have a bunch of followers when he finally finds his password.
2: <laughs> <laughs> at this point he's just an observer.
1: All right. You guys Articles, ready? let's do it. All right, here we
2: go. The first one is going to be C4, brought to you by land.
1: Well, me and Cliff uh, decided to do do a little swap it up. I think we were both like, uh, had to share this in the world. We've been researching our own topics. We've been running across a lot of the same things, maybe to bring a fresh perspective to each of our topics. Uh, article types, we're going to switch it up for a little while. So I'm going to be doing Cliff's Cool Conservation Corner, presented by Landon. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, Lee Perkins passed away, I think, on May 7th. Who, uh, Lee Perkins bought Orvis in 1965. Um. And uh, the reason I'm bringing this in the conservation article is because uh, I think it's important that we also celebrate people who do great things in conservation. Yeah, for sure. So uh, that's what my article is. What are you doing, Cliff?
2: It's trying to distract you, apparently.
1: It is working. <laughs>
2: <It's definitely, laughs> he's trying to lick his microphone. I'm glad we numbered the microphone. Yeah, now. we
1: each have our own mic. <laughs>
2: make it all you want.
1: <laughs> so um, yeah, so I I got this article from the Orvis website. Um, Lee Perkins uh, also has has written a book that I've read. Um, Ian, I think uh, I think you've read the book too, haven't you? I think we had a conversation about this. I read a book once.
4: <laughs> Ian, sorry, fellas, I was on mute. Yes, I did <laughs> read the book about his life. Yeah, what, uh, what did no, you think? No, I. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. You know, I started, I think I read it in 2015 or 2016. Um, I'm trying to remember the, I'm going to look up the title so I don't misquote real quick. Uh, I guess it was called A Sportsman's Life. Yeah. But yeah, it's basically about how Lee bought the company and he was just very dedicated to hunting and fishing. And he kind of talks about like how uh, his family inspired him and he was just like very committed to. To it and basically how he transformed the organization kind of you know i think orvis started off in the mail order business then they as, as most companies did back then i think
2: like a
1: catalog right yeah isn't that right yeah. Landon? well so orvis was found in 1856 as like an official yeah. supplier
3: like right um, before but they were, uh, the civil war yeah, yeah
1: orvis was uh uh one of the first names in the game in like catalog business gotcha um, and yeah. I've been told they predated Sears and catalogs. Really? Yeah. Um he purchased Lee purchased Orvis in uh nineteen sixty five. He was a third owner. Okay. Um, just so you guys know.
4: Yeah, because Charles F. Orvis and there wasn't there someone like in the middle.
1: Yeah, there was. Like
4: randomly. Yeah, yeah. they
1: in in that person had like uh Yeah, I can't remember his name, but uh you know, Orvis was down to like two employees, down to two employees during the great depression yeah lee was the th- i don't i can't remember the exact history the book goes into more detail about that, but Lee had purchased it in uh nineteen sixty five and I believe the number he bought it for was a hundred thousand dollars cash and a hundred and fifty thousand dollar loan from the bank
2: Wow, okay, is
1: what he bought Orvis for in nineteen sixty five okay wow, and he had um <clears throat> made his money being a mining foreman and working in working in mines. Really. So hard working background. So anyway, I'll get I'll get into the article. Uh Lee was a lifelong outdoorsman who fu- hunted or fished more than 250 days a year into his 90s and his reverence for nature was at the heart of his drive to conserve land and water resources for future generations. Uh, this just gets into uh you know, I'm not going to read the whole article, but it, it talks about how Lee built the company, how uh, when he bought it, it had 20 employees, and, uh, you know, they did $500,000 in annual sales. And uh, since he purchased it, they have more than 700 employees and topping $90 million in annual sales.
2: Wow, okay
1: uh Lee prioritized products that solve problems that enhance a person's time on the water or in the field. He introduced the first retractable zinger to hold fly fishing tools and the first Gore-Tex rainwear. But that's pretty significant It's like everyone has something that's Gore-Tex or Gore-Tex related and he was the first guy to bring that to like like people who wear rain gear. That's cool. Let's see Sorry, this this article is like 100 pages or printed really big. So it's like um, Lee's fervent belief that anglers and hunters must work to protect those resources that make time in the outdoors fulfilling became a company ethos and business imperative. In the uh, 1980s, he helped pioneer corporate conservation efforts by donating 5% of pre-tax profits to conserving fish and wildlife throughout organizations, including Trout Unlimited, the Rough Grouse Society, the Nature Conservancy, and the Atlantic Salmon Federation. I think this is his greatest and most lasting contribution to the outdoors and industry, says Tom Rosenbauer. It wasn't a cynical business decision. Lee did it because he wanted to be a steward of this world he loved. And if the company didn't make enough profits in a year to support a project, he would reach into his own pocket quietly without telling a single customer or even his employees. Um, In 1895, he founded the Orvis Perkins Foundation, which has donated millions of dollars to habitat and wildlife conservation efforts over the years. It's no exaggeration to say that Lee Perkins was a friend to anglers everywhere, says Johnny Morris, founder of Bass Pro Shops and longtime friend of Mr. Perkins. Lee was a lifelong conservationist. Uh, through his generosity and clear-headed advocacy, he was an inspiration to all of us who care about the outdoors. He was one of our heroes. Um, an interviewer once asked what he'd like to be remembered for, and uh, Lee said, uh, my duck soup recipe. <laughs> However, for his dedication impact in the outdoor wor- world, Lee received many accolades, including the 1992 Chevron Conservation Award. Nine years later, the University of Minnesota awarded Lee Uh, Honorary Doctorate of Law degree for helping some of the most prominent and important conservation organizations in the world to modernize their practices, create scientific research programs, and achieve their potential for service, as well as for creating a permanent uh, forest wildlife research program at the university. In 2016, Bonefish and Tarpon Trust named Lee uh, Sportsman of the Year, honoring his conservation work and dedication to the preservation of the fish and waters he so loved. Um, despite all the good he did, Lee didn't think of himself as a do-gooder. He was quoted as saying, no one feels sorry for me. Uh, I've done exactly what I've enjoyed most of my life. I've, uh, I've done exactly what I enjoy most all my life. Um, I've, it is that example of pursuing the real joy in life that he'll be remembered for by everyone with the good luck. To have known him, that's
2: cool. And, and now it's his son or grandson that owns, that uh, owns it or operates sons, it. His uh,
1: sons, I think he, you know, was CEO until 1992, okay. when his sons took the company over. Okay. Until probably five years ago, where um, there was an outside CEO brought in. Okay, um, and then more recently, I think within the past year. Um, his grandson now runs the company. Okay.
2: So yeah. Lee Perkins' grandson. Okay.
1: Correct. Correct. Yeah. Perk and David Perkins are sons, and then Charlie runs it now, and Charlie is a son of Perk. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and I will also reiterate, like, um, I've never met Lee. I uh, Melanie, who does fishing trips with mm-hmm. me, she has hunted with Lee before, and Lee was has like purchased her artwork. She's oh, up really? in Bernie. That's yep, cool. she does uh, outdoor like sketchings, and uh, etchings, etching. That's right. I mean. Yeah, etchings, wildlife etchings. Lee's purchased a lot of her artwork, and uh, she's hunted with him before. I have never met Lee personally, but uh, uh, I know uh, David Perkins, his son, really well, and he had invited me up to his place in Montana one time, and I could not say no. but super nice humble family
2: yeah yeah cool dude all right uh cliffy boy you ready yep all right let's see so
0: this is cliff's better on patrol
2: whoa whoa
0: (laughs) not better just different better
1: (laughs) (laughs) this episode is
0: brought to you by cox contour tv Sometimes it's hard to decide what to watch. But Cox Contour TV helps make that decision easier. Enjoy live TV, on-demand programs, DVR recordings, and music all in one place. And only with the sound of your voice with the Contour Voice Remote. Plus, catch the golf and basketball action you've been waiting for on the Contour Sports app. Learn more at coxcox.com slash contour.
1: This episode is brought to you by the NHL on TNT. When it comes to hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs are built different. Experience the intensity and insanity on the ice and off it from now through June on TNT and TBS. Get ready for seven game rounds of knockdowns, dragouts, pressure and agony as teams go head to head without ever letting up. The Stanley Cup playoffs are known for more than just a few cracked ribs and black eyes. Pushing through the pain is the name of the game. With so much edge-of-your-seat action, you'll refuse to shave or change your jersey. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ready to feel the rush? Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs now on TNT and CBS. So a
0: Belgian farmer accidentally moves the French border. (laughs)
1: <laughs> what? what well, okay. so you Say that again. You haven't heard this. I have not heard this. Okay. So, Have you heard this before? I read it, yeah. Now, we, I, I know about this from our group text. That's right, the right. only time I've heard but about you haven't,
2: it. But you, you didn't look into the story, or you hadn't heard it before clips said thing. anything. Correct. Correct. So,
0: so, to give an, a broad overview, apparently this old Belgian farmer uh, got tired of a random
1: stone in his field. Before we get too far, what year did this happen? This year.
2: I was saying, this happened like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, this yeah. is current current. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> okay, go on. Uh, so a Belgian farmer got tired of a stone that was blocking a path to one of his fields, and it was blocking the path of his tractor. He got tired of it, so he just decides to move it, and he moves it about seven and a half feet. <laughs> Come to find out, later on a history enthusiast is what they're calling it but it's like someone who's into history was walking like the border and stuff like that because these stones this border was established uh, under the Treaty of something I'm not going (laughs) to try which was signed in 1820 after Napoleon's defeat at Waterloo (laughs) 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 <laughs> so this border was established after Napoleon lost Water, the Battle of Waterloo uh-huh. in 1820. And the stone dated back to about 1819 was when they placed this specific stone there. Okay. And this farmer just gets tired of it and moves it seven and a half feet. Um, and and it the is, crazy
2: thing is that if you look at this stone... It looks like something you probably should because it looks kind of like a headstone.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a square
1: marker like right, it's stone. Kind of like it's got numbers on like it. It's random picture.
0: It's s- not just like a random looking rock. Yeah, it's
1: not a rock just hanging out. <laughs> oh yeah, that doesn't look like it should be moved.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he moves it, it create, causing France to become a little bit smaller <laughs> and Belgium a little bit bigger. Now it hasn't been like a big issue. Like no one's upset about right. it. Belgium's
2: not really like, well, we got some, we got you, France. Yeah, <laughs> they said, like, it's, it's going to call- create a
0: war. <laughs> <laughs> it's caused a smile on both sides. Like, people find it a humorous story. Right. It has been established that they have asked him, or the local authorities were going to ask him, I don't know if they have or haven't yet, to move the storm back to its original location. And if he doesn't, it could uh, end up, At the Belgian Foreign Ministry, which would have to summon a Franco-Belgian border commission, which has been dormant since 1930. (laughs) So a group of organizers who Uh, haven't been really around since 1930 might have to come back to get this guy to move his stone. They'd
2: have to bring a whole committee to be like, listen, move it to seven feet back.
0: Uh, They said if he just does it, then... Good, nothing will happen, right? But if he doesn't, he could face some penalties, um, and uh, criminal charges if he fails to comply. That's crazy, but yeah. I love this story. It's, it's, just, it's a pretty, like, good, like, yeah. war, 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 warming, like... You
1: know what will get him to move it? They just raise his property taxes, the amount that he moved the rock. Like, <laughs> we're going to raise your property taxes. Like, oh, you have this much more land, so now you owe, like, $400 more property yeah, taxes. Yeah, like, like, I'm going to move that rock back. Yeah. Uh,
2: or uh, do they move it, like, laterally? You know what I mean? Like, instead of moving it, like, one side or the other, just...
0: Follow it. I, I, I would say, like, if it's on a path, like, in the middle of the path, move
1: it to one
0: side of the path or another. And was going to say My question that. is, if
1: they come to, like, arrest him or something, can he just jump on the other side of the border and they laugh? <laughs> out, out of your jurisdiction. <laughs> <laughs> can't get me But
0: apparently, though, like, the two mayors of the the two towns and stuff have uh, been kind of ribbing each other back and forth on it uh-huh. out of, like, lightheartedness. Yeah, it's a pretty funny story. That's
2: Great. fantastic.
1: Yeah, really. Well, thanks for doing my report this week, Cliff. I like
0: that. You're welcome, Landon. You guys <laughs>
2: seem like your hearts were in it more this week, so. That's something new. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank yeah. you guys, both of you guys. Yeah. Uh, all my, right.
0: my heart was in
2: it. Ian, you ready? Dude, yes, I am. All right, we're going to okay. push the button, and then when we say Ian again... That's your girl. No, he just has to guess. We shouldn't tell him. <laughs> All right, Ian, just guess.
4: Dude, I'm eating these, like, H-E-B, like, Fritos, so they're pretty good.
0: <laughs> Andy messed it up for Fritos.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he messed it up for H-E-B Fritos. All right, yeah, we Not pushed the we, we sound bite. You're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> dude,
4: I want you guys in, Dude, it. It's weird to be like come in after the soundbite plays when you can't hear the soundbite. You're like, what? Okay. Yeah, but we would have thought you right. would
1: have waited like three seconds at least, but without <laughs> a, without missing a beat, Zach's like, I'm gonna push a soundbite, and then Ian's like, I'm eating these delicious H E B Fritos. Literally, the second
2: I pushed it, you're just like, Yeah, these Fritos.
4: They're not quite as like buttery as like regular Fritos, but they're like Less expensive, so I mean, what do you? They're gonna good. Um, I've I've had the
2: HCPs yeah, before, especially for Frito Pie.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, they, they'll get Yeah, a job, man. man. Okay, this happened today.
1: Ooh, yeah, oh, man,
4: May May 11th. This was widely reported, but this article <laughs> is from ABC News. Man arrested at. This is from abcnews.com or abcnews.go.com, man arrested after Tiger Shonen Yard of his <laughs> Houston home. <laughs> basically, there was this guy um, named Victor Hugo Cuevas, according to the article, who to uh, him. was a felon. He was a felon, and he was out on... Uh, I think he was out on bail, and basically people saw a tiger wandering around the Houston neighborhood.
1: What happened? Yeah, was the tiger his? Um, Where did the tiger come from?
4: It says, this is according to ABC News, when officers arrived, Cuevas put the animal in a white Jeep Cherokee and drove off. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, Houston Police Commander Ron Borla said during a news conference Monday, Cuevas got away after a brief pursuit. He said, police said that the tiger's whereabouts are not known. He said, uh, officer, the, off, the police said that yesterday.
1: So wait, wait, wait. I, I'm confused about the tiger versus the guy. The tiger was his, and, okay. yeah, br- break, it, break it down in layman's yes. terms for me, because I know there's a guy on bail, okay. but I thought this was a story about a tiger. This in the is, video I saw, my understanding a guy of- drew a gun on the tiger.
4: Yes. I don't know if that was the same thing or if their tigers are everywhere, but basically people spotted a tiger in Houston, Mm -hmm. and they were like, holy crap, a tiger. There was a guy, the guy who owned the tiger was a felon, and he was out on bail. The police were responding to this, and he picked up the tiger and drove away.
0: Oh, okay. So he's just letting his tiger roam free. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, exactly.
1: I, I think it's the same story, the thing I saw on Instagram. Uh, it might be the same story. There was like a guy who lived like was a it neighbor says, or something who had a gun drawn on this tiger.
4: It said, when officers arrived, Quavis put the animal in a white Jeep Cherokee and drove off. So a pair, I, I don't know if it was like out front of his yard or what, or if anyone really knows what happened. But basically, a tiger was wandering around. Police responded. They figured out that it was owned by this guy who was a felon who was out on bail. Um, he was charged. This is according to the order or the the article. He was charged with murder in 2017.
2: That's crazy. But he was um, out on bail. Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, man. Uh, I was kind of doing some digging, and it, and I don't believe. It says, tigers, this is according to the article, tigers are not allowed within Houston city limits on handlers such as the zoo is licensed to have exotic animals. Okay, we're going to get to the meat of this. Holy crap, your neighbor owns a tiger? What? Like, in Houston? Like, one, I'm not really surprised, but two, that's pretty scary, man. Like, to like you walk out front to get your mail, maybe your other neighbor's, like, drinking a beer. And then just a 400-pound man-eater walks by. Just hanging out. Yeah. What do you guys think of that?
2: Um, thing is, like, you uh, you just feel like we just wouldn't test it. But also, I mean, like, Tiger King's been crazy, you know? People just got that urge to own a big
0: cat. Yeah, I think tigers are overrated now. I do too, but. Like, own something different, like a puma or a lion. A lion. Yeah, that'd be cool. A lion king. Whoa. <laughs>
4: This article is pretty good, though. I won't read the whole thing about ABC. But, yeah, man. This article is saying that, you know, there's a tiger in the yard. Like, what the heck?
2: So they got the tiger, though. They brought it back.
4: I guess so. I
2: don't know. What do you do with a tiger? If you're animal control, what do you do with it when you get one? You tranquilize
0: the crap out of
2: it. But then where do you send it? You can't bring it back. No, you make
0: it into a rug. Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Somebody needs some shoes. Some tiger print.
0: Yeah, they make it they send it to um Corolla? Victoria Secrets. Oh press v- <laughs> <laughs> tiger print. There you go. <laughs> All, right. Good, All right, Zach. I like
2: it. Are you guys ready? Yes, we are. All right, here we go. I bring you tonight, creature watch. All right, guys. So <clears throat> tonight I bring you the story of the Pope Lick Monster. Does it lick the Pope? You know what? Maybe. It looks weird. It might lick things. Uh, So, the Pope Lick Monster is a legendary part man, part goat, or sometimes part sheep creature that lives beneath the Norfolk Southern Railroad trestle in Floyd's Fork Creek. Kind of near Louisville, Kentucky. Hmm. Uh, Okay, so if you guys had to guess when the first sighting was or around, when would you guys guess? 1494.
0: Dang. Okay, Ian's going old school. It can't be 1494 if it was first discovered underneath the Louisville, Kentucky, Norfolk Southern trail, like train trail. So, Kentucky probably came into statehood
1: around 18. I like how Cliff always refers to his history, then makes an educated guess. Go on, Cliff. 1800s. Uh, right. Railroad. Well, hell on
2: wheels is sometime in the 1800s. Got to be after that.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say 1860s. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to undercut Cliff, go 1859. Ooh. I have a wide coverage gap from Ian
2: to there. To yep. there. Exactly. So, guys, it was actually 1980, so Cliff won. Oh. By default. 1980, 1980 1980s. Really? It so, it's beats, fairly recent. It is, but it beats our mandate of 1994. Five. 1995.
1: My dad said he had one he's going to send you. We were talking about it on our fishing trip. Uh-huh. He said, but it, it was it was found in 1991, so I don't know if it meets your guys' rules. That predates
2: our 95, so yeah, we're good. You
1: can send it in. Remember,
0: Chupacabra
2: started us off.
1: So
0: the, the, the thing with it is we can do it even if it was discovered yesterday. Right. We're just not apt to believe it as much. That's right. It has to be at least around for 26 years. Exactly.
2: For us to believe it. Uh, okay, so the Pope Lick Monster, named after the Pope Lick Creek, right, which is right next to the train trestle. Um, is this half goat, half human hybrid. Um, it has a deformed body, and people say it's actually grotesque when you see it. Um, it has, a, has these powerful fur-covered goat legs. It's like this very white, pale skin face, uh, and then two short but very sharp horns that pop out of the forehead, um, As long and also with greasy hair that's kind of like that same white, pale color as well. Now, many urban legends, right, have come out about this creature uh, and the way it kind of claims its victims, because it's not great, right? This is actually one of the creepier ones we've talked about. Um, but people say they'll be walking near this train trestle, and the creature will use hypnosis to call people to it, right? Especially children, which is kind of creepy. And it will also uh, use voice mimicry to lure trespassers near it, right? So, see, so like, you're like a loved one. Like, your mom's like, Landie. Landy, come here. You know that was perfect. That's what, yeah. I, you know, I figured mom sounded kind of like that. So, uh, but it claims people that way, right? I've <coughs> seen
0: pictures of this and stuff before.
2: It is
1: creepy when you see it. Can you see? Show me a pic, Cliff.
0: Honestly, guys, it looks like it looks like a Satan,
1: oh, right.
2: like a what, your, what you imagine Satan right? looks like. Told you, dude. It is creepy as heck, man. It is awful. Uh, so, some people also say that because it lives on that. You know, a train trestle thing is like... It's like a bridge. Exactly, right? The trains go over. Apparently, it will hop down on top of cars that are passing from the train trestle and smash them. And then it also will attack its victims with a blood-stained axe, chopping them up into uh, pieces. So, it's not a not a good thing that you want to And then see. it grazes on grass. And then it grazes on grass, right? And cans and boots. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So... Unfortunately, too, it says a
0: high fall. If right? you're if you're going from the top of that bridge right. down to a car,
2: it also says that the very sight of the creature is so disturbing that it makes people want to jump off the train bridge.
0: So, what's the difference in the Poplic monster and a goat man?
2: Uh, they're probably similar. The Poplic monster
0: probably just lives near Lake, Yeah, it says it's named after the Poplic Creek. Yeah, which yeah. but. I wonder what the difference is in that and, like, the Goatman stories and stuff. Who knows? Cliff's trying to steal your articles, too. <laughs>
2: but they say that the po- like, people have always tried to figure out, like, what he is, how we got there. Um, so people say that he was actually, like, a circus, you know, they use a word that we don't really use, but it's like a circus freak, you know. Um, vowed revenge after being mistreated, right? So then he was like, I'm going to take over this world. Um, yeah, Cliff's, showing, Cliff's finding all the, all the scary pictures. So, um, another one is as he was also on the circus train, cause you know, back in like the, whatever, early 1900s circus would go from town to town on their trains, mm-hmm. the train car that had him in it crashed. And now he is this goat ghost that lives there as well as, um, people say that is actually a twisted reincarnation of a farmer who sacrificed goats in order to get like demon powers
1: yeah, that's creepy.
2: Yes. So this guy's not great, right? So there's only been a couple of sightings. People say they see him every now and then. However, um, what's kind of weird, though, is in 1987, a a young man fell to his death from the trestle after evading an oncoming train. And uh, what's weird is 13 years later, um, the same thing happened. And so people are like, ooh, maybe like this guy is luring people to to jump from this train so
1: every like 13 years like uh what is it uh jeepers, jeepers creepers, creepers, creepers comes like uh every 27 years every 27 jeepers 17 years.
0: creepers the same thing as it or nah no because that was every 27 years too
2: maybe jeepers creepers is every 17 they are different or maybe jeepers creepers is every 10 years um but uh, anyways it's kind of creepy in lubbock did you ever go to hell's gate Mm -mm. Did you ever hear about about Hell's Gate? Mm -mm. I
4: know what it is, um, but I have never been directly to it.
2: We've been a couple times. It's creepy. But it's a train trestle, just like this, that says that if you go there at certain times, you will actually see creatures peeking from behind the train trestles, and it's apparently a gate to hell. This is in Lubbock. Uh, So, yeah, guys, that was the story of the Pope Lick Monster, a creepier one. For me, at least, just because of the connection kind of with...
1: Were there uh, any, like, newspaper articles about it or, like, anything like that or just, like, any reported sightings?
0: Not really. Okay. Yeah. Have we, besides the donkey lady, has there been, are there any other, like, San Antonio surrounding areas?
2: There's, like, ghost stories, but not necessarily weird creatures. Like, we have, like... Not,
0: like, like cryptozoology.
2: Yeah, we have, like, the bus, uh, the school bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. We have the Donkey Lady, uh ch- ch- ch-
0: Chupacabras kind of here. Yeah, but that I'd say that's all like south. I was thinking like what are some of the most regional ones that we have here in Texas? I, I know it's covered a few, but yeah. Um,
1: Bear man of
0: Marble Falls. Bear King of Marble Falls, Bear King, yeah. Yep. I sent you another one that Where's when San Antonio? I was like, no. Um it's West Virginia. Gotcha. All
1: right. Well, uh we got a little bit of time left. Um in my research for the uh, Cliff's Cool Conservation Corner presented by Landon, I found another <laughs> interesting article. I actually had found this one first and then saw that uh, Lee had passed away, and I was like, I'm going to talk about that because I know how much he's done for conservation, but with our topic today and not having a guest, I thought this would be a good thing to talk about. Um, with, you know, it's uh, it's springtime, or definitely in, into the year, and uh, people were fishing for Guadalupe bass. So what I did is pulled uh, the Guadalupe Bass Restoration Initiative annual report cool. from the Texas Parks and Wildlife website, and I figured we could talk about Guadalupe bass for a little bit. Maybe my efforts to talk about bass will restore my uh, killing a quad. Probably not, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. maybe. You know what? You probably need to send them some money. Actions yeah. speak louder than words. Yeah, send us yeah. That speaks yeah. louder than words. I did words. pull
1: a fishing line out of the river. That was an action.
0: Mm,
1: that's something that you would have done anyway. It's true, but still. I should have pulled a tire out. Ooh. A tire would have been redemption. You can't just throw away a tire. That's the hard thing about pulling a tire out. You can't just, like, put it in your trash and be like,
4: No, man. No, yeah. You All can't I hear throw is it. a Oh, here's excuses. Yeah, no. Not you have much of way of it You have results. to set them on fire. Yeah, for sure. Right? No, you do Land not is, set a tire only, on fire.
1: Let's
2: <laughs> do you can. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it'll never burn. It'll never end, right?
0: It no, it's around.
4: No, you have to drop them off at, uh, uh, I don't know. I go to my local place. mechanic discount shop. I mean, discount yeah. tire. Yeah.
1: <laughs> They're going to recycle it. <laughs> um,
4: just drop it off at Discount. Don't burn it.
1: So, don't. I should have highlighted this is like a big article, but um, and maybe we can we'll, we'll just get into it. Or you um, could take it to
0: like a go-kart place down at the beach. You know how they always have the like the painted oh, yeah. tires. You know yeah. what? That's a great idea. That is yeah. a good idea. Just yeah. save all your tires next time you go. <laughs> no, no, I know you guys no. need these. we no. <laughs> <laughs> joking. A, or you can make a flower bed in your front yard. <laughs> Take it to discount.
2: You can make a uh, like a luchador ring, like a wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Yeah. You can use it as like miniature CrossFit workouts, right?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, or you can or, hit it with a sledgehammer. That's right. Or you can flip it like they did with the CrossFit workouts. Yeah, but okay. these are little tires. Right. They're flipping the big tractor tires. Yeah, or you, you can hit have the a, little you ones with a start somewhere.
2: You can have a montage where you're working out, you know, and just like do like the high stepping through them.
1: Yeah. You montage. move it every time. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: For real, though, have you guys ever, uh, do you guys have any ratchet tire stories? Because I do.
1: A ratchet tire story? Yeah.
4: Yeah, that's for another day, maybe.
1: I have tires on my vehicle. I've had tires. (laughs) I've had tires. So, all all right, Ian, what is your ratchet tire story?
4: One time I was at discount getting new tires, and this lady came in, and she was, like, super frazzled, and she had been, like, chain-smoking outside, and then she just... I'm always around people that are yelling. I don't know why, but she was, like, chain-smoking outside. If you've ever seen that movie Burn Notice, she looks like the mom from there. (laughs) and she just starts yelling at this guy about her toyota avalon it's a tv show yeah she's like i want those damn tires on my toyota avalon now (laughs) and this guy is like oh my gosh yeah she's just basically taking drags of cigarettes and just yelling at this poor employee and me and this other guy next to me are just watching like what (laughs) what (laughs) <laughs> and she's just outside like smoking and screaming at the same time it's like when you circular breathe you know when you play the uh when you have to play the bagpipes it was like that hmm. it was pretty awesome
1: that would have been entertaining i'm, I'm thanks sh- for coming to my TED talk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay guadalupe bass the rocky spring-fed rivers of the hill country or ecologically diverse, holding, hosting 54 species of native freshwater fishes. That is a lot, uh, what I thought was interesting. Does that number blow you guys away? 54? 54 our, species, species of native freshwater fishes. In where? In Texas? In the Texas hill country. In the hill country
2: alone? Yes. Yeah, but panfish make up like 12 of those.
1: Yeah, but twelve out of fifty four. That's, then you got still, a couple that's bass. still
2: that's still forty two. Yeah, that's true. And you then get, like got large amount like three
1: some three bass aren't of bass. even like native. These are just they're just talking about native fish. Rios. Yeah, that's talk, true. I'm sure I like a lot of little bait fish and stuff are like real different. That's true. Yeah,
2: like yeah. The little little minnows or whatever.
1: Yeah. Of these species, the Guadalupe bass is one of fifteen currently considered imperiled and identified by P- Texas Parks and Wildlife as a species. Of greatest conservation need, the economic value of fishing in hill country rivers was recently estimated to be seventy-one million over a 16-month period, with nearly half of anglers who fish the region specifically targeting Guadalupe bass. Okay, so half of seventeen, half of seventy-one million over a 16-month period for Guadalupe bass. The primary threats. To the long-term persistence of the guad are hybridization with non-native smallmouth bass and habitat degradation, which we've talked about the hybrid hybridization right. issue with smallmouth on the podcast and before. And now, uh,
2: now the they're hybrids—they're not hybrids with largemouth. You said with smallmouth. With small, right. with
1: smallmouth. Right. Right. Yep. Okay.
2: And um, we also have a population of spotted bass in the whole country as well, mm-hmm. right? And that's where I feel like it gets confusing. Um, Identifying them as well,
1: yeah. Identifying is hard, and uh, it's hard to like identify like the hybridized fish versus like pure strain quads. Because right. uh, what you can look at the tongue is that what it is. Yeah, where but the even jo- then I don't know what I'm looking for. Where the jawline is, and there's like quads have a tooth patch.
2: That's right, right in front of their tongue.
1: Yeah. And there's some other like patterning and stuff like that, but the, with the smaller the fish is, the harder the patterning is to determine. Yeah, yeah.
2: Now, do they have? Um, do the hybrids have a little tooth patch?
1: Um, I'm sure they can. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. thing. Genetic. You know it's what hard. though?
2: I'm just going to call everything that's not a large mouth, or clearly a small mouth, uh, guad and just call it.
1: A day. Yeah. Guadalupe bass populations are linked to natural river flow patterns, functional riparian zones. Instream connectivity, and in-stream structural habitat featuring characteristics of pristine, unaltered rivers of the hill country.
2: And for those of you guys who don't know who aren't in Texas, maybe, Guadalupe bass are, are pretty great. They don't get huge, World like three w- to four pounds. World
1: record is like right over
2: four pounds. Right. is uh, uh, Yeah, exactly. But they... Uh, they fight like crazy. They live in like running, like rushing little. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: they like natural flow. Yep, they do. Which uh, is different than largemouth. Well, you'll find them like in more like frog water. Yeah. Also, um, though,
2: like they're beautiful for bass. Like mm-hmm. they have spot, they have like these leopard spots along their backs. Um, they can have like bright red or bright yellow eyes. And I don't know. Yeah. I love quads, they're, they're great.
1: Um, issues with quads ha- is where Hill Country. Where fish habitats have been altered due to construction of dams, water withdrawals, and changes in watershed land uses um, the article continues basically to talk about how many people are currently moving to the hill country, how much of a strain that's going to put on our water resources like people moving
2: and fishing or people just moving
1: people just moving there okay. you know we I had just you know talked about how guads need like natural flowing river, not dude, I can't a lot even tell
4: ends. you. I can't even tell you how many people... I'm sure it's the same in San Antonio, but in Austin, it is off the chain.
1: So, here, let me give you this. The Hill Country added 700,000 people between 2000 and 2010, um, and the population is projected to increase more than 50% to over 7.3 million people by 2060. For the area? For the Hill Country.
2: Well, yeah, what? Texas gained two seats? Mm-hmm. So, like... Clearly yeah. a large per- percentage of people are moving mm-hmm.
1: here. Increased water demands associated with this population will be met primarily by surface and groundwater withdrawals. So they're basically going to have to draw more water out of the rivers, out of the aquifer, for more people. to meet the demand oh, of the people okay. that are living there. I didn't so draw those lines together. Okay, Yeah, that makes that's sense. what they're getting at in this article. Um, so that's like the, the conservation needs. There's a lot more. I, I highly recommend, If you guys want to learn about guads, I highly recommend you guys um, – Um, go and find this article. I don't want to like read the whole thing to y'all, um, but it's very interesting and something that uh, you you should be aware of. And and Texas Parks and Wildlife, you know, putting out a report like this in very much detail. They're putting a lot of effort into Guadalupe bass in the Hill Country. Um, They're doing their due diligence every year. Oh, they stock fish all the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, so. This is a summary of conservation actions between 1991 and 2018. Okay, Um, Basically things that they have, Texas Parks and Wildlife has been doing to uh, actions they've been taking to restore Guadalupe bass since 1991. And it's been updated. uh, An updated plan came out in 2017. Let's see if there's any interesting ones in here. Reintroduce Guadalupe bass to the mission reach of the San Antonio River. So that would be right in our backyard. Maybe yeah. we need to go down there to the mission area and fish for some guads. You know
2: what? Bring a little kayak or something down there. Yeah. I'd be down.
1: Yes. Yeah, check out the missions while we're there.
2: I've fished the missions before. <laughs> it's cool, isn't it? Like uh-huh. the little walkway that goes right between them all. Yeah. It's nice.
1: Um, achieve genetic restoration of the South Llano River Guadalupe bass populations through stocking of more than seven hundred thousand genetically pure Guadalupe bass. That's where I fished over the weekend, South Llano River. Basically, an effort that it'd be interesting to get one of these guys on the podcast that's like highly involved with this. Yeah. But basically, what they're trying to do is to prevent the hybridization. It's like impossible to pull the smallmouth out of the river. What they're doing is. Introducing so many pure strain Guads, quads that that will overdo, overproduce, or outcompete right. the smallmouth. Whereas, baths. like every
2: once in a while, you might catch a smallmouth, but for the most part, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I've actually never caught a smallmouth in Central Texas.
1: I I have. Um, there's a lot on of. the Guadalupe.
2: Are there? Yeah. Not that I know of, I guess. Yeah. But um, everything that's not a largemouth, like I said, I just <laughs> Yeah. Just call it a guad and call it Stalked. a day. They stalk- you can tell
0: because the guads have like a patch on their tongue.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. but I never – I'm just like, hey, it's quad. We're good.
1: I I'm I on the Guadalupe. I'm I look in the, the mouth
0: quad. of every single one that I catch. You do? You touch it?
1: Cool. Like, look at this tongue. It. <laughs> Put it in your boat and find it in your garage later. <laughs> Try <it. laughs> uh, They stocked nearly one million Guadalupe bass in the namesake Guadalupe River to prevent – expert. Uh, I- <laughs> Uh, to prevent hybridization with smallmouth bass, so again, doing the like over introduction of bass to outcompete the smallmouth. Let's see the plan ahead. Um, in 2017, TPWD assembled Guadalupe bass conservation plan, a 10-year plan for restoring and preserving the state fish of Texas, which serves as a current range-wide conservation plan for the species. So one of their goals. Um, one of their objectives in this 10-year plan is to maintain 7 to 10 self-sustaining Guadalupe bass populations as as defined by the following criteria. Let me know what you guys think about this. Okay. Hybridization rate between Guadalupe bass and smallmouth bass remains less than 1%. Okay, so
2: less than 1% is a hybrid.
1: And they have to uh, meet all four of these criteria. So that is one of the four criteria. And they're looking for seven to ten of these populations. Okay, so one of the
2: four is has to be one percenter. Correct. Okay.
1: The proportions of the genome attributable to the smallmouth bass remains less than 10%. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Say it again. Okay. So the first one is hybridization rate between Guadalupe bass and smallmouth bass remains less than 1%. So that means they want less than 1% of guads reproducing with smallmouth bass. The proportion... B is the proportion of the G mode attribute to the smallmouth bath remains to less than ten percent. So when they that to me that sounds like when they DNA test a fish uh-huh. that less than ten percent of that fish it's is small a smallmouth small bass. Right. So it might have bass. Because mouth. I and don't
2: even back in his genes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I don't even know um, uh, if at this point they can a hundred percent have a hundred percent pure Guadalupe bass because they've been hybridizing with each other for so long. It might not just...
2: It just might not exist. So, like, hey, less than 10%, we're going to call that a guad.
1: Yeah. Okay. Pure smallmouth bass are absent in the sub-basin or within the stream reach with barriers to movement of smallmouth bass into the reach. So they don't want smallmouth bass in the areas at all in which these 10 self-sustaining populations exist. Okay. And natural... Recruitment is adequate to maintain a population size that supports recreational fishing opportunities, uh, population-specific as determined by monitoring efforts. So they want a self-sustaining population of all of the other things we talked about that supports people fishing for them. Okay. Um, That is one of the objectives. Um, And that one objective has to meet those four criteria that we talked about, which I know this is kind of like Getting in the weeds a little bit. But I think that's interesting to see, like, actually read what their plan is and understand what's going on. It's better. nice that
2: they have clear-cut goals and they're shooting for them. Correct.
1: Especially with something like a fish With a clearly defined... <coughs> right. Yeah.
2: Especially with a fish that's relatively one of the most important fish for freshwater Texas,
1: you know. Um, objective number two is restore native Guadalupe bass populations to the extent that listing as a species of greatest conservation need is no longer warranted. Okay. So they're trying to get the Guadalupe bass to the point to where they do not need to be listed of greatest conservation need. Cool. Um, there's a lot of hoopla there. Um, yeah. The, uh, so, okay. So it seems like those are the two main objectives okay. Okay. for the that next 10 sense. years. Yeah. yeah um, uh, compliments in 2018. You know, I'm not gonna get into this. This is we're almost out of time anyway. You guys can go read that. Let's see. Uh, Guadalupe Bass Conservation Outcomes by River Subbasin Continued. Uh, yeah, let's let's not read this stuff. I've already read from this too much. Where this is just this is just getting into the weeds too much. Um, I think I've said what I wanted to say out of this document. I would highly recommend you guys go get this from Texas Parks and Wildlife's website. Um, I just Googled Guadalupe Bass Conservation Efforts. This was like the number one hit on there, and it was a PDF doc. I would highly recommend you guys go read that, learn more about this fish, and see what the issues are, which sounds like the main issues are smallmouth bass hybridization and then increased... uh, um, People... People so pulling habitat. water from the habitat, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not going to be, like, obviously, like, houses will be built, quote, unquote, on the river, like, not on the river, so they're not, you know. Right, and they're not going to
2: drain the Guadalupe Dry or other rivers, but
1: with but more people comes With more rivers. people comes more water needs. Right. With more water needs comes that they're going to have to pull more water from the aquifer with what? less water in the aquifer. When was it, a couple years
2: ago, they were debating pulling a, or putting a water pipeline from the Devils over here? You know what? Oh, I didn't hear about that. Oh, maybe we should talk about that one time. But, yeah, they
1: um, – You they know, I actually days. have a really good content uh, contact at uh, – TPWD? Uh, no, Devil's River uh, – uh, Conservancy. Uh, Conservancy. Yeah. And we could get them on the podcast to talk about the devils. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, typically I hear on podcasts, some other podcasts I listen to, that their conservation episodes don't uh, – Get as many listens. So I would hope that you guys, uh, maybe conservation isn't the sexiest topic out there. Um, we're still going to bring you, we're though. still going to bring you guys the creature watches and the neat things in nature and yeah, the but, fun things uh, that we talk about. But I I I hope you guys like enjoy this type of content and us talking about it. And that uh, if we were to get Texas Parks and Wildlife on on uh our podcast or Devils River Conservancy or any other groups that want to come on to talk um that uh you guys would enjoy it. You guys would enjoy it. So or you know we'll also open it up to if you guys want us to talk about anything in particular conservation rise or want us to get somebody on to talk about an issue that you're seeing or if you have a conservation issue that you want to talk about let us know and we could uh for sure. We'll talk to you guys about it. So. Oh, uh,
2: I did want to mention uh, it is Gabe's birthday today, even though he's going
1: to listen to this in a week. But oh, it's Gabe's birthday? Yeah. So happy birthday, Gabe. Happy birthday, Gabe. Happy How did you know Gabe. that? Because he messaged me. He asked us the Dogecoin question. Dude, oh, Did he? Yeah.
4: Gabe, happy birthday, buddy. I did message you already on Facebook because I'm <laughs>
1: awesome. And I feel <laughs> okay, bad. Never mind. I feel bad No, it was his birthday. Oh. How many, okay, no, just do you give guys, shout out, dude. do you guys, uh, refer to Facebook to remember birthdays? Yeah, all the time. Cause I never yeah. check birthdays <laughs> yeah. on Facebook. I put my own wife I do wife not board. have
0: a Facebook, so no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What day is your birthday, Cliff? Like This what, Thursday. This Thursday? Okay.
2: Yeah. My wife doesn't listen to this podcast, but every now and then I have to look at her Facebook to see what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you mean Kindle doesn't listen? No. No. Yeah, McKenna like listened once and was like. So yeah. hey, McKenna, if you're listening, don't tell Kendall that. Yeah. The <laughs> Cynthia listen, Cliff? No. Yeah. No. She she rode. She
0: rode with us for the the startup, and then she was like, "I'm done. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done."
2: But right, hey, then. our
1: ladies supporter's doing it. McKenna's all about me doing the podcast. That's right. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh, Ian, you got any words of wisdom for us today? Dude, if your neighbor has a tiger, just <laughs> just run
4: away. <laughs> or like that. just go back in your house.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's you know what? That's that's some solid advice. Thank like you dude.
4: think you yeah. think that would be common sense, but I'm sure somebody needs to hear that. Just just <laughs> run away. You <I> think
1: <laughs> after Tiger King it would be common sense, just don't have tigers. That's right. Just have lions. Yeah. And, beca- <laughs> and become the
0: He
2: and
1: missed it.
0: He didn't do it. He missed it. He didn't do it. I didn't hear. What do you say? If you get lions, you got to become the Lion King.
4: <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's true. You know, someone was like watching Disney and was like, you know, it would be cool, Tiger King, and then they found Joe Exotic. And we're like, Dude, this is perfect.
2: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will talk to you later. See you next week.
1: Go to our website. and Buy some stuff. Go to our website. And buy some stuff. It's Uh, it's a free country bye we missed you Zach glad to have you back